to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I am here with Gabby Bradley. She is a learning and development consultant by day. That's 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard, folks, um, boys and girls. She is also an animal flow coach and a regional leader. She is also an athlete, wife, mom, Christian, and also a CrossFit coach from when I met her. And she is also a pregnant and postpartum athleticism certified. She loves to constantly learn, if you haven't noticed. Gabby, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, no problem, Sean. Thanks for having me. So, Gabby, um, get, we're giving the listeners a little bit of backdrop here. We met at Summit Strength or in CrossFit or Summit Fitness. Um, mm-hmm. You were a coach. Yeah. Um, you came in. You had, I think you just had um, Addie, I think, around that time, and you were just kind of introducing a class called Animal Flow. So mm-hmm. this is kind of giving everybody, the listeners, kind of a backdrop and everything, too. And I, and I first, like, saw Animal Flow, and I think the first class, and everybody, you know, kind of sees those first classes, and their eyes widen. They're like, you do the flow, and you're like, holy crap. Wh- yeah. How can I do this? Like, I can't – I don't know if I could do this. I don't know if I could move my body this way and contort it. It's almost kind of like a mobility slash gymnast slash movement, like you're an inch off the ground. It helps a lot with stabilization, mobility, a lot of things that a lot of people um, still need to work on. It's not even just for lifters. It's for people who just wanted to mobilize their body and, and get the most out of it and um, and not be stiff, I think, and, and, and build those strength features. Um, but the first question and kind of right out of the gate is, you know, I never knew, like, I mean, you've had your, you had your own podcast with, um, I forget what its name is. I'm blanking on it. Um, okay, but you're, you mentioned you mentioned animal flow um, mm-hmm. a few times in there in a few episodes and people that you've interviewed. Um, so I wanted to kind of know, like, your, you know, just straight from the horse's mouth, like, how did you get into animal flow? Yeah, that's a funny story. You know, honestly, Sean, I couldn't even tell you how I found it. Um, like you said, I had just had my daughter. So this was back in 2019. And as you know, or, you know, you've seen me go through it twice now, (laughs) Um, you know, you can't just jump right back into doing what you were doing, right? Fitness wise. So I think I was just, I um, was working out from my gym at the time. Um, You know, I had kettlebells. I don't even know if I had them yet. I was maybe getting them, but I was just looking for stuff to do, right? I, I just wanted to be able to work out from home. Um, I knew I wasn't ready to go back to the gym yet. I was kind of in a weird place. And uh, I think I just saw it on Instagram. I saw somebody who I followed uh, started doing it and they tagged Animal Flow. And then I was like, oh, well, that's cool. And it looked like they had just sort of launched or had revamped their on-demand platform, which was, you know, great for me at the time because it offered you like a two-week free trial where you could just go in there and they had tutorials, they had flows so flow of the week where they released a new flow every week for you to do and then they had some full length classes and I just I kind of fell in love with it right away so after the trial I was like okay well I'll sign on for another month and uh they have a a Facebook group um for the animal flow on demand community and in there people can post their videos and you know get some feedback get some encouragement and I was really encouraged from you know, the first videos that I posted, even though when I look back at those, they were trash. Like I was, I was not very good. (laughs) So, but you know, people were still encouraging me. So I just, I kept going. I wanted to get better. And then, you know, I I never looked back after that. It was just, I loved it. 
Well, it's a true testament um, because I've even seen, I mean, when, when you first do the flow, like even I've seen lifters or people who are like highly athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been interesting when you hear how you talk about, I think it's like, um, it's not, it's like quadrilateral or what the kind of movements are that we don't usually use or. Oh, contralateral. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like kind of using the opposites of like raising your, you know, raising your right arm or your left leg or doing opposite movements or building that. And a lot of people just don't do that. And that's what kind of like um, stood out to me kind of initially. I'm just, I think in the last, I think in the last few months, like doing it every weekend is um, yes, I try, I go every weekend, everybody um, yeah. or try to. And I just see, I just see the, um, the massive improvements. Like I think it's the first time I did it, my, you know, your wrists and you know, your hip flexors are going to be like screaming the next day, but it's just <laughs> yeah. one of those things that you've never used in quite a while. Yeah. And so how do you do that? And I mean, I've seen just even the last few months with, you know, what, you know, at the new gym and that kind of stuff that we're at, people's level of improvement has significantly increased after those first one or two classes. Yeah. Because they understand, they understand their bodies more, which is really interesting. Um, And the way that you've coached is really interesting too, because, uh, and this goes into the next question, Mm -hmm. uh, because your, your coaching style has changed um, where you, you vary things up, you're learning new things, you're constantly Mm -hmm. adapting to, not only yourself to, to be better, but also how, how can we get other people to be better rather than just doing the same routine and workout? How can we, you know, shift things in order to make it more fresh and fun? And so first question is how, you know, why do you want to become a coach? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I was already coaching, like you said, at, at summit, I was, had my, you know, level one for CrossFit and I think selfishly, there's two parts to this answer. The first part is that actually when I took the animal flow level one, it wasn't necessarily to, with the intent to coach it. Um, you know, their animal flow is not big here in Indiana. Um, so I didn't really have anyone else to flow with or connect with. I was working with a coach, uh, online. Um, but you know, when you're, can only meet with someone one time a week virtually and the on-demand platform was great, but you know, there's just something that you miss when you don't get in-person instruction or live instruction. So I took the level one really selfishly to just learn more for myself. And then I said, you know what, I could, I could coach this, this could go to the summit. And I just wanted to be able to flow with other people. Um, you know, before the pandemic hit, uh, and I found, I started this right when COVID was happening, I took my level one for animal flow online you know, I saw a lot of people actually able to gather and flow together. And I just didn't have that. And so selfishly, I said, Hey, if I can coach this to the people at summit, then like we can flow together. I don't have to flow by myself all the time. Um, And then like you said, you know, it's, I realized very quickly that it was good for my body. And I felt like if it was good for my body, then somebody else might benefit from this too, that this would be a fantastic offering for the athletes who are at summit and now the athletes who are at, um, AFCO, I, I just, I know that it works if people like you, you know, can come consistently. Um, like you said, I mean, you, you had some fantastic gains and that was really great for me. Validation for me as a coach, you know, like I remember one time you told me like, man, you know, my back's been hurting me, but you know, now it's feeling better. And I PR'd my squat. Like I was like, that's, 
that's fantastic. You know, we had Nick Coffey at Summit and he had horrible wrist pain. He was like, my wrists have actually, like the first animal flow class, he said it killed him almost, but he just kept coming back and working on it and his wrists were better. And so for me, that was just all the validation that I needed that, you know, even if it's just one or two people, that this is going to make a difference for them, whether it's just their day to day or whether when they come in and they do lifting in the gym and, you know, PR and back squats or whatever. Um, so that's, that's really why I wanted to coach it. I just felt like it was worth sharing and it wasn't something that was big here in our area at all. I mean, you hit on a few things, um, that were really, uh, important is, I mean, um, it's not so much like the PR, I think it's more of um, people's pain and their limitations of what they think that their limitations are. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting about, and it goes actually goes right perfectly right to the next question is, um, you have set up, you know, group coaching, individual coaching in such a way to kind of see, um, and, it's, and it's been a really interesting kind of customer experience or an experience in itself, mm-hmm. um, where you've tried to facilitate not just fun and getting the movements and doing all certain things, but is trying to get everybody involved. I remember, I think a few weekends ago, a woman broke her toe and you jumped right in and you were like, so you can't do this movement this way. Don't do it this way, but do it this way. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting how you just kind of leaped into that and saying, Hey, how, and so she was able to flow with us. She was able to do things with us. And it's really interesting. Um, so my question is, how have you evolved the experience for folks when you're coaching in on one-on-one? Because I know you're starting to do some one-on-one sessions, as well as group sessions. Like, what has your what what kind of your is your mindset going into that for those experiences to develop those? Yeah, um, that's great. You know, and I, I I think the first thing I have to say is that a lot of that what you just said about being able to customize so quickly is a testament to the investment that animal flow has put into their us the instructors um and as a regional leader i have a few other resources as well and so i mean they want to equip us with the tools i mean i never would have thought you know what year is it 2022 so you know and even in 2020 i never would have thought like oh we can modify this, you know, just drop down and you can do the movement this way. That is something that Animal Flow HQ has sort of seen as a need in their instructors. And so they have created resources for us to help us reach any person who wants to try Animal Flow. And so I think that, you know, I have to give a shout out to them first. But as far as me personally, um, you know, I try to digest as much as I can. And there are so many fantastic coaches in the animal flow community. And um, it, I feel like it's just like anything else. You know, you take a little bit of what you see from other people, you try it, you adapt it, and you make it your own. Um, and so as far as like coaching one-on-one, um, you know, that's a little harder for me right now, just gone back to work uh, and got two little ones at home. But that is really all about, it's all about trying to meet the clients or the athletes where they are. But when I'm working one-on-one with someone, you know, we can really dive deep. Uh, we can really look at the movements and we are trying to not just rep them out necessarily, but we're focusing on the technique. In, in the group session, it's not that I'm not focusing on technique, but um, I know that people in the CrossFit box have a different objective. That yes, they want to do animal flow, but they are not trying to necessarily master it. 
um, at the end of the day, they are coming in because they want to move their body in a way that is different from what they just did in the workout. And they want to do it in such a way that it leaves them feeling restored and not crushed. Um, you know, they want to think a little bit, train their brains, but not feel frustrated by it. Um, and so that's what I think about when, when I'm creating flow. So, um, especially for the group, I want it to be fun. I want it to be something that's going to help them feel good. So I actually look at the workout that, cause I know a lot of people stay on Saturdays, uh, who are coming to my animal flow. They've already done a workout. So what I've started doing is I'm like, okay, they just did this workout and they did a thousand air squats. So we are not going to do any deep eight in this workout, in this flow at all, because they don't need that movement right now. Uh, instead, let's do some front steps so that they can like open up those hips and stretch those things out. So I'm trying to tailor the flow based on what the group has already done so that it's fun, it's challenging, but it's going to leave them like, oh man, I feel so much better. Um, like I knew Casey told me that his back was lit up after you guys did a whole bunch of deadlifts, I think last Saturday. And I had a crab reach in there. He was like, man, that, that was hard because my back was so locked up, but it felt better afterwards. And so that's kind of, that's how I've evolved. Whereas before it's just, when you first start, it's like, how can I make the most interesting and like crazy cool flow for people? But that's not practical. That doesn't keep people coming back. I need to give them something that they're like, man, I felt really good after that, but it was also cool and fun. So I want to come back next week. That's how my thought has evolved. And a lot of that, like I said, has just come from talking with other instructors, taking other instructors' classes and seeing their coaching style and what they're doing. And then saying like, how can I make this now my own? I think that's a sign of a really great coach right there. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's a true testament. I mean, I remember back in high school, there was a coach um, that taught both men and women's basketball. And he, he led the women to like several like state championships. He actually took over one of the guys um, when their coach just quit because they were unruly. He almost got them to like a semi-state. They, they, they missed they missed their chance to go to state because of a half court shot that the other team luckily made it. Yeah. But he, but his testament was when they talked to him, he's like, yeah, he says, I'm nothing special. He says, I just took plays from other coaches that I was against or played against or saw, and I modified for the team that I had. Hmm. And it's really important to kind of see the team aspect of it. And I, and I really appreciate you um, talking about your coaching style because I've noticed it on my end, receiving it, which is very much a testament. And so no more grueling questions here, Gabby, but if you ever want to, this is the time to open the floor to kind of share a story of, you know, if you want to relate to something of an experience that you had, you know, group, individual, you know, how you changed, you know, how you coached and, and, and what you did and, and what were kind of the, um, what was the end result? Like what was the, from the receiving it from somebody um, that they told you or that you noticed? Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of it is really just my own personal story with Animal Flow. Um, you know, like I said, I, I found this practice, and I call it a practice. At a, we in Animal Flow, we call it a practice because it is something that you have to do over and over. It's not just a it's a workout. Um, but you know, I found this after having uh, my my daughter, and I just really needed a way to sort of move my body again and. Um, 
you know, pregnancy sort of does something to you where for a long time, your body has not really been your own. You've shared a space and animal flow was really a way for me to sort of kind of like feel where, where am I? Um, you know, what, do, what do these muscles do? What do they feel like? How can I connect my breath, you know, to my body? And, um, I now sort of see all movement a little bit differently because I've started animal flow. Um, and just because of the way the culture around it and the purpose behind it, if you ever have the opportunity to listen to creator of animal flow, Mike Fitch speak about animal flow. I mean, it's, it's an amazing story, but then you really hear his passion behind it and his why, um, which is to really just change people's lives through movement and not just going out and picking up a weight, but like, can you really connect with yourself? Um, but then at the same time, connect, connect with others and animal flow has given me a community. I know that a lot of people really struggled through, um, COVID, uh, especially, you know, in 2020 going into 2021, a lot of places on lockdown, um, but to still be able to have this community, this animal flow community, I think was such a, a blessing um, because I was able to continue to do something I love and the what was happening outside of animal flow didn't really matter that much. You know, we were still able to come together. And again, I've never flowed with a another instructor live in person. It's all been virtual. I cannot wait for that day, but I will say that those were a lot better than, than nothing. And, um, I was able to continue flowing through my second pregnancy, which I think was, you know, just, just a joy again, instead of, it doesn't always have to be lift weights, do this, go for a run, you know, row on the machine or whatever. Um, there are times to slow down and just really focus on breath and feel grounded and feel, you know, like you said, like really stable. And I think there's power in that, in that ability to just put your hands and your feet on the floor and just feel balance and power and stability. Um, and then I used animal flow this second time around a bit more intentionally to sort of rehab. Um, probably did some things a little sooner than I should have, uh, if you were to ask my, my physical therapist, but, um, you know, I still feel super strong. And if it's any consolation, um, you know, we just did 22.1 last week, right? And I think I held my own for somebody who doesn't make it into the box. I think I held my own pretty well uh, with the other the other ladies uh, who were who were RXing the workout. I mean, I think third out of however many people in the gym are participating uh, wasn't wasn't too bad. So. Um, I think animal flow has just given me so much and that's what I want it to do for others. It doesn't have to be as dramatic as my story, you know, a pregnancy, but you know, just something as, as simple as you wake up in the morning, you do a little flow and it gets your day going. You feel like the blood just sort of moving and the cobwebs are coming off. Um, those are the types of things that I like to hear from people. Gabby, yeah, I absolutely love that. Thank you for thank you for sharing that. I think a lot of people kind of feel inspired from it. So um, you shared a lot about you of how you know Animal Flow has helped you and helped the community and, and kind of and you did things in the sense of trying to feel the connectedness with other people. Mm -hmm. um, 
this is this part of the episode is about you. So, you know, for work, hobby and health, you know, what do you do to kind of stay balanced, grounded um, in your life? Why do I get up and do what I do? Well, you know, I used to I used to be a teacher uh, in the classroom. I, I taught high school and I love that. But, um, you know, there's a certain level of burnout. There's. So I wanted to stay doing sort of in education, something similar and but just move on. Uh, so I work for a, a pharmaceutical company and, you know, it's, it's really, it's personal for me. You know, my brother, um, is a direct, uh, sort of Im- directly impacted by the, the, some of the products that the company I work for makes, which is, which is kind of cool. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, if the people who are in my role, my team, if we don't do what we do, then you know, it makes it that much harder just to get the medicines to the people who truly need them. Um, and so that's kind of the thought process that you have to have or that we have when we are doing our work is that, you know, if we don't do what we do well, then somewhere down the chain, um, a person who needs a medicine that could, you know, save their life or, you know, improve their quality of life is not going to get it. Um, you know, and I just, I work with a really great team. Um, it's a lot of fun. I don't just work with people here in, in Indy, uh, in the States. We have a team over in India as well, um, which is really f- cool to just, you know, I get to learn about new cultures while I'm doing my job. Uh, so that's, that's always a good time, you know, and, uh, as far as what, what keeps me going, um, you know, Obviously, animal flow is part of my recovery. I, I, I love to put animal flow in as as frequently as I can in, into my my week. Um, starting to get Addie to do a little bit of animal flow. She knows what a scorpion reach is. That's that's about it. We haven't got quite the crab reach down because she kind of falls over, but um, she she tries, which is really cute. But um, you know, I, I like to be outside. I think um. If anything, animal flow and at the time, COVID, what it taught me is to just sort of slow down. I think that was something a lot of people learned, right? Um, but trying to get outside as much as I can. And then just what I've found I really enjoy doing, Sean, is just finding new ways to move. Um, so, you know, I just recently got into rope flow, just bought my first rope. I'm not very good at it yet, but I have a lot of fun doing it. Just these moments where you kind of just lose yourself in the movement. And that is so much fun. It brings me so much joy. Like I said, I have a long way to go to learning the skills. I know maybe like five moves. So I can do those five moves like pretty consistently for about a minute. Um, but it is it is a lot of fun and it, it, it brings me joy. And so just when it comes to, to health, just any sort of movement, right? Movement is is life. You know, if you stop moving, you're dead. It's funny. I knew that as a science teacher. I taught biology. That made total sense to me. Um, but to actually put it into practice uh, this way is something that I really, you know, it took me 30 years to, to figure to figure that out, to um, it's okay to move with purpose uh, that is not that is not, you know, like running or not lifting a barbell or anything like that. But just to just to move with purpose, and the purpose is just like your inner being, just for you. So sorry, that's 
I don't know, kind of wordly or awkwardly worded, but that's, that's what it is. That's what brings me joy. No, it's, it's about you. I mean, that's just the thing. I think it was very well worded. Um, you know, Gabby, thanks so much for talking about animal flow from, uh, from your perspective, more so, um, how it's impacted you, how you use that impact to help other people and help and build a community around it, especially in Indiana. Um, and getting, I mean, getting your, you know, you know, it's just a true testament of how you talk about your family, uh, with Matt, your kids, your brother, your, your, your parents and everything. Um, even just your friends. And I, it, you just have this um, unique ability just to kind of build communities and foster it. I think it's just, it's a unique, um, it's a unique strength and it's a unique, um, um, kind of focus of what you've done, um, throughout, you know, just even these last few years, it's just amazing just to kind of see back when you, mm-hmm. like, when you originally started, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go help support. It looks interesting. And then after the yeah. few classes, I'm like, oh, this is, uh, this is really hard. Um, but then you, you just gradually yeah. get better. And, it's, and you're right, you know, moving with purpose, I think, is um, kind of the true testament around the whole, like this whole episode, is you moved with purpose, mm-hmm. but not so much in the sense of, in the sense of, you know, feeling your body and, and reconnecting with that, but also you're connecting um, all the other people to connect with their bodies and to, mm-hmm. to, and to move and, to, and not sit and just watch TV to actually do something and feel better and, and, and feel better about themselves. So Gabby, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Sean. Thank you. You've always been a huge supporter of me and my coaching and animal flow. And now you're letting me come onto your space and talk about it. So thank you. I really appreciate it. You're, you're absolutely welcome. I'm grateful for you being on here and to all the Converge coffee drinkers out there. That's a wrap.